Hey everybody, welcome to episode 149 of Making It. I'm Bob Claggett, here with David Picciuto and Jimmy Duresta. Hey guys, what's up? Hey, how are you guys? Pretty good. Hey, we did it. First try. <laughs> it <Yeah>. worked. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> we had a, a few people suggest that uh, new entrance. So, Rhythm. you know, we tried it out it and it worked. Very good. Yeah. So let's all cool. talk over each other right now. Okay. Uh, and what's yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I love you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, see you guys next week. <laughs> uh, Jimmy, what's up? What have you been doing? Oh, man, just been hustling. I really worked hard to get my vlog out last night. I finished it about 5 in the morning, so I slept for about three hours up till now. Ooh. Everything's great, but the vlog's out there, and it covers a bunch of projects I'm doing. I'm still working on my Bowie knife, and got a bunch of ice picks ready to go, new printing plates. Oh, my God. You know, I've been trying this eBay thing out. And it's been working out because every time anything kind of oddball happens in the shop, I get emails right away. You should eBay that. You should eBay that. And so I started eBaying some ice picks here and there, and they sold. They sold for like 500 bucks. So far, wow. two. And then last night, I was just kind of tidying up at the shop, and I have this printing plate that I crushed by accident because there's like these brackets inside the, the platen that closes. And these brackets mm. popped open and closed on the plate and literally just put a perfect crush line in them. So I offered it up for eBay last night, and it's doing pretty well. Uh, when that particularly happened, everyone's like, oh, my God, you should sell that. You should sell it. So mm. last night on a whim, I put it up, and it's doing pretty good. It's at about 450 bucks at the moment. And wow. Got, People so, will pay that much money for something broken. Yep. That's crazy. Only I should just go break stuff in my shop and put it up. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, I broke this board. Oops. And what am I doing? I'm working on a, <clears throat> a couple of frame ideas, working with Miter Set on the frame idea. I have um, my Bowie knife. I just got a commission to do a, a desk for library that has to look like books. So that's exciting. It's going to be a bunch of books. So that I'm going to start working on probably today. Yeah, so it's good. Just hustling. The hustle never ends. Always doing something. Myself, I don't have a lot going on. I'm finishing up the bench number two video where I had all the accessories. And uh, Rockler sent me something that's really cool that I, I'm curious to try out. But it's a uh, it's like a little vacuum pump to hold down pieces. So I, I'm installing T-Track into my bench. And it has these two little vacuum holders that will fit into that T-Track. And oh, wow. you flip on the pump and it will hold the piece down. And then you have no clamps or anything in your way. So you can route around that. And it's also something that I could use over at the CNC to hold things down. So um, I haven't tried it yet. I don't know how loud it is or how well it works. But I have high hopes for it. The reviews on it were pretty good. So that's something I'm looking forward to trying out. And then um, as it's starting to get cold, I got to I gotta work. I got to get back to working on the shop a little bit. I got to fix the uh, the drafty garage door. So I I may slow down with the videos over the next couple weeks. We got the holidays and family stuff going on and um, I might work on getting some things ready for the new year. Yeah, it's kind of a good time to reset. Mm -hmm. it, it's weird that I've thought about that. I'm kind of torn about how to do that though cuz I'm starting to get ahead on videos and then I think well the last couple of weeks of the year like that's a good time to just take a break and not put anything out and build up a little lead and get some stuff done but then you think about it and a lot of people are sitting at home watching videos during the last couple of weeks of the year you know people take off work and stuff and I'm like well <laughs> I don't know am I missing an opportunity there <laughs> but I, I do mean, my I, best I, work I, between New Year's and Christmas usually 
because hmm. everybody's out of my hair and I just go right into the <laughs> shop and come up with some good stuff. Yeah. Hmm. Well, for me, um, it's kind of funny you said you were doing the second video for your bench because I'm I just did a second video for my miter saw station because the first one I built, the first video, it's really bare bones intentionally. It was supposed to be really functional, really basic and easy for anybody to build. And so in that video, I asked people to give me suggestions on like how to expand it, like what to do next to it. A lot of really great ideas, simple stuff, um, stuff I'd already planned on doing some of it. And But anyway, I took a lot of those suggestions and made another video that's actually longer than the first one about additions. Mm. And it's just like ch- some small changes to it. Um, some kind of cool stuff. I think, uh, I don't know, I think it's worthwhile. But it, it is kind of weird to do like a, a part two to a video that didn't really, you know, it wasn't, it was finished. Mm-hmm. Like the first video, it was completed. And so it's kind of interesting, kind of different for me to come back to something and be like, oh, here's a bunch of stuff I could I change about it to make it better. And um, But anyway, so that's this week. I'm really looking and forward to that because I'm going to be building mine in January. And oh. I know, I, I think I have a really good idea of what I want, but maybe your video will trigger some new ideas. So I can't, yeah. can't wait. Yeah. Even, um, I have the, uh, uh, I don't mean to interrupt, but I have, no. the, the miter saw that I have has one of the highest rated dust collection um, systems on there, but it's still a messy tool, even with that yeah. good dust collection. And so I'm thinking about doing the thing where you did with the, the hood, where everything just kind of fits through the the little cavity that you that you made. Yeah, so that was one of the big changes actually that I made on this one. Oh. And uh so the the first one I made, I cut out the the shape of the I moved the saw in all the different ways that I would typically use it, which is, you know, turning it at 45 degrees in both directions <clears throat> and then the up and down motion. So I drew that out and made the hood like you're talking about the cover for it. Now, I don't typically make a lot of compound cuts. But when you, you know, for anybody that doesn't know, when you do that, you're leaning the saw left and right. You're leaning it and you're turning it. And so the shape of the, Jimmy, you're muted. Yeah, I knew. I was just testing you guys. Um, <laughs> it, it takes a lot of space. You <laughs> when you When you do a compound cuts, they take takes up a tremendous amount of unforeseeable space. Like all of a sudden yeah. you build and then you yeah. do, oh, I have to do a compound cut. You got to like uninstall the saw, put it on a table. So... Yeah, so that would, it's not something I do very often, so I didn't really consider that in the first version of this table, but people brought it up, and I was like, well, I may need to do it. But either way, it's like it would be a good thing to figure out how to do. So I was I made the center section where the saw sets wider, enough to account for the leaning of the saw, but then the face of the thing is still kind of a problem because to account for the new shape, you have to cut a bigger hole, which makes the dust collection worse, 95% of the time, right? So what I ended up doing was making the same shape hole that I, I actually traced the first one that I made on the larger piece and then just made it so the whole front of that box is magnetic. And so if I do mm. want to make a compound cut, I just snap Boom. off the front of the box, make it, put it back on, good to go. Good. And it works great. So. Stealing that. Do it. Totally stealing that. Yeah. You know, it's funny. <laughs> Yesterday, Taylor and I drove, one of our neighbors built a big barn in their backyard, but we haven't, we didn't actually watch the progress. It was just there one day. And we drove by it last night and they have a giant RV in the barn and the door is way too small. And we're like, immediately we go, how did they get it in there? Did they build it around it? But the garage <laughs> door has like this, it's all handmade. So it's not like a store bought thing. 
it, the garage door has like this big piece. And I said, that must come out with magnets or something. Obviously, it's way too heavy. It's like, you know, 12 feet wide and six feet high. But they made this thing. It must hinge up. So hmm. they made the – so it pulls in. It's like a carport. It's not really a, a garage because it doesn't seem to have doors. But it's got a huge object in it that definitely didn't go through the door. So anyway, that reminds hmm. me of that. If anybody wants to make a garage with a tiny door, you can hinge it up and use magnets. It actually would be a shame, but also really funny if they did build it around the thing and just didn't <laughs> put it together. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> this isn't going to work. Let's go on vacation. Wait a minute. Or they made the whole building as a topper that fits on top of the thing so they can just drive it around and have a cover with them all the time. It's two-sided, so one side's empty and once this thing fills there up. There you the go. <laughs> <laughs> Two lanes. Full of bad ideas, yeah. Um... <laughs> We'll see. Yeah, so I did that, and then, you know, we're doing lots lots of Christmas stuff uh, this week. Of course, we went to see Star Wars. You guys don't care. That's cool. I won't bother you with details, but super enjoyed it. We just watched Rogue um, One two nights ago, happens? so to get ready to go oh, right. see this. Yeah. So mm. We do care. Well, that one, has, that one has nothing to do with this one. I, I, I understand, but I didn't... Okay. I have to watch yeah. it. You just... Completeness, yeah. yeah completeness. Did, you, did you like it? Hmm... I say, uh, I'm going to say, I, I no, and I really liked, what's, what's the name of the one before it uh, that came out a couple of years ago? Um, Force Awakens. Yeah. We really liked that one. Um, okay. We really did not care for Rogue One. It wasn't horrible, but I didn't see the reason of making it. And I, hmm. just because it doesn't fit into the story, it's just this extra movie, like, I, I hmm. I don't want to be the guy who hates everything, but I didn't really care for it. <laughs> Two thumbs down. That's good. Cool. Yeah, yeah. The a, lot people, a lot of people feel that way about you know all of them. Everybody has a different opinion. That's cool. A lot of people don't like this new one. I mean, oh. a lot of people who love Star Wars are really upset about this one. But oh. that's a story for another day. I'm actually going to be on the Making Geeks podcast this week. I think it's this week. They do a spoiler cast. Like they talk about the movies in spoiler form. And I've been on the last two years' worth of Star Wars episodes, and I'm going to be on that this week. So if anybody wants to hear me like totally geek out with a bunch of other geeks about it, that'll be this week. So what, anyway. Why do people um, not like it? Like, What, what is one, one thing that well, with, me as a layperson could understand? Without giving anything away, <clears throat> uh, people have... Okay, the way I look at it is I have a... a a lifelong history with Star Wars. It came out the year I was born. It's something that's always been a part of my life, something I've enjoyed for a bunch of different reasons. And so with it being that long and that much a part of something, you have like a, an attachment to how it goes. And this new movie, the company and the director took everything that you know about Star Wars and that you enjoy and completely flipped it on its head. And so you walk out of it with an entirely different place than what you walked into. And so I think that's just making people upset. Hmm. I like it for that reason. I mean, is that I think the guy, that, the guy dressed in black, is he a good guy in this movie? Yeah, he got, he, um, he now has a zebra print costume, and that's basically all that <laughs> happens in the movie. Is that what happens? So, Does yeah. he wear like a... Uh, he, no, he, that's he, not at all what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something stupid. <laughs> is he anyway. in it? The black, the guy in the black suit, is he in it? Yes. <laughs> Who careful, does his voice now? Pe people get really upset. Uh, it's still, there's a it's, uh, there's a person in there. No, but I'm saying it's not it's, not, not, it's not James Earl Jones' past, it, hasn't he? It is. 
Oh, James Earl. No, no. He has an entirely different character with a different movie. They just have the same color costume. That's the oh. only. Thing. But <laughs> James Earl Jones did the voice in Rogue One. Yeah, yeah. He did Darth Vader's voice always. Oh, okay. Um, he's and he's, he's still alive. He is. Oh wow! You, yeah. you never see him in the media anymore at all. Yeah, know. I don't think he does acting anymore. Hmm. But I don't know. Yeah, he's still around. But no, this this character is. This is a different generation of of people. So. So this is like pre. Is this pre? Darth. We have to be really careful because, even little things like this, people get upset about. Like people consider this spoilers. So we got. I mean, this the movie that came out two years ago explains this. So I think we're free there to say that the guy that you're talking about is Darth Vader's grandson. And then we should leave it at that and move on. But are there, you, um, we talk about it at length. Are there <laughs> spaceships in this? Are there spaceships in this one? There are spaceships in Star Wars. Yes. Are there like track because tracer it's... bullets? No. Oh. I don't think. <laughs> I don't know. Is it in the same year that Star Trek is? Like, do they coincide? <laughs> they do. They hang out. Um, usually, Darth Vader and oh, Spock man. like are hanging out, um, and that's. That's kind of the big problem with this movie is they're hanging out and one guy makes fun of the other guy's ears and the other guy makes fun of the other guy's lightsabers. And you know, you guys want to hear something out. funny? It's, like, as yeah. a kid, the reason, one of the biggest reasons I never got, like, associated or attached or, or, or got on the so like, I went to see, I used to go to a, a movie, I was in a film class. Sorry, I'm confusing myself. I was in a film class and the teacher would always say, either you get on the train or you don't. That's it, you know, at the opening of the movie. And the reason I never got on the train for Star Wars or many other sci-fi movies, including Game of Thrones... And I might have said this. I just don't understand where it is in the context of now. Like when I watch, I, I know there's probably a simple answer, but I just yeah. can't. A like, long time I, ago in a galaxy far, far away. That's that's the literally the first piece of text in all of the movies. But like I need to know, like, <laughs> what's the number and associated to the year that we have? <laughs> like <clears throat> when, yeah. when we watch when we watch. Uh, Game of Thrones, which I'm usually watching out of one half of my left eye while I'm doing something else. I, I say, I go, what year is this? And Taylor's like, there is no year. Just watch. I'm like, I need to know what year because they have like mixed, they have medieval stuff, and they got they got like combinations of all things. And like, where in the world is this? And do they know America? I mean, I didn't mean to say America. I meant to say, do they know Europe? What's going on in Europe at the same time? Is there any context? They're like, is this in another planet? Those are the questions that immediately put the brakes on for me because I need to know all the answers to all that stuff. What year is it? Where is it in relationship to the Renaissance? Where is it in relationship to the Roman Empire? Where is, and there's no answers to any of those things. So I just go, eh. <laughs> I like your attitude. Well, I mean, there's like a suspension of belief that you have to like, you have to put out there when you go to watch fantasy because it, it's not tied to anything. Hmm. So, so you know, there's part of you just has to be like, this is this is not real. <laughs> this is not in a real place or a real time, and I can still enjoy it. Well, that's what I do. You don't have to do that. You yeah. can. No, I mean honestly, that's been the thing for me. That's why, because like Taylor likes a lot of this fantasy stuff, and and we watch in bed together, and I, I just go, so what? What year is it supposed to be? It's the same question I always ask. And Does says, Taylor ever just tell you to no. shut up? Every time. <laughs> just shut up and I will watch say it. that I'm like I'm like not a not really a Star Trek fan. I mean, it's fine. It's like I enjoy them, but I, you know, I'm not like a I'm a big Star Wars nerd. I'm not a Star Trek nerd. <clears throat> but that is a series of stories that does have a specific future time to Earth. So, if that's something that you really need, then 
I did know, know that about go, Star Trek. You could it's go like watch future. a Star Trek show and be like, I know that this one is 2,500 years or whatever it is. In, in yeah, it's like 2010. They're like standing on another planet. Maybe or like Buck Rogers, where, where at the beginning of Buck Rogers, they say like, in the year 1986, Buck Rogers is, but you know, whatever. <laughs> anyway, how did we get talking about this? So oh, yeah, let Star me Wars. ask you guys something, just another simple question, since now i got my curiosity peak. Does Game of Thrones take place on Earth? I've never seen I've never Game of seen Thrones. Either, either. I honestly have no idea. Yeah. I've hardly seen I'm it. Gonna, I'm going to go with no, but mm. I don't know that. So, so there's horses sure. in space? Yeah. Actually, the new Star Wars movie has a space horse in it. Is it dressed in white plastic? <laughs> no, it's dressed in a zebra costume. <laughs> anyway, all right. What are we talking about? Oh, <laughs> man. This is, that, was, that was the best intro ever. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so our good buddy JB sent me a message. Jimmy and I met JB last year. Uh, he's a good dude and he's a, um, uh, a good follower of the podcast. His question yes. is, as we get to, uh, the end of the year and the beginning of the new year, what will you stop doing this year and why? What will you continue doing and why? And what will you start doing and why? So mm. stop, continue and start. And I really have not put any thought into this, and we're all kind of rubbing our faces right now, thinking <laughs> we're all holding on, stroking beard. the beards. Yeah, I will say, if I may start, that please, um, my as far as uh, the the business of what I do, the last four, three, four months have been the best three or four months of my business ever, and I, so I think I have a good flow. I have a formula that's working. And so when I get asked the question, what are you going to do in 2018? And I think it's going to be a lot of the same because I finally found this this really good flow that works with me. And I there's things that I do want to try. It's just like how do I how do I make the time to to do that? So what will I stop doing? Long pauses Let's- on the podcast. <laughs> I was gonna say, why don't we go around and do like each one of each? Sure, sure. So we all have time to think about. That way, you don't have to get yeah, like figure out all three of yours right now. Okay. So you did, you well, you kind of did both. Well, you I'll, did. I'll, I'll continue. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll come up with uh um more in depth answers to all these. How about that? Okay. All right. What you got, Jimmy? So what am I gonna start doing? What am yeah. I gonna stop? Let's doing? do. Let's do start. What am I going to start doing? I'd like to try and start being more organized. I could tell you I'm going to just do a little preemptive. I'm going to stop counting on my iPhone calendar because I missed two meetings this week. Because now that it's up to the right date, I set an alert. The alert doesn't go. I missed two phone call meetings, which are pretty precious. And I'm really upset with myself because I counted oh. on the iPhone. Can I? Now that I'm using quick. the calendar again since like version one, iPhone one. It's been 10 years since I used the calendar. Go. My friend David works at the Apple store. And listens to the show, yeah. and said he probably knows what the problem is, and he'll be happy to fix it for you over the phone. <clears throat> wow, or, it's funny because be I've get gotten you the thing fixed. I got a couple of people emailed me, you know, the the progression of uh, Windows to go and click and do, and, and it worked. And so now I open it up, and it goes to today's date. I set an alert for a meeting the other day with a client. Totally, like two hours later, I'm like, what? Holy, my miss, I got, and then I. They texted me and my phone was in a, in a non-service area. But I think the phone should have at least locally rang 
even though I was in a no service zone. It should have at least reminded me, hey, don't forget to go to that meeting today. And then it happened this Saturday, same thing. I set up a meeting. I set up. I thought the first time was because I maybe I had no service, but then it happened again. So I was really frustrated going into the evening last night, realizing I missed my Saturday meeting, Skype call with a casting director. Um, anyway, those are not, those are here, no there. We'll figure that out later. But one thing, um, uh, I'm going to try and be more organized, and th- that's why I talked about the iPhone thing because I counted on the iPhone instead of writing on my hand, and I missed two meetings in the last four days. So I was really upset about that. But I'm going to try and be more organized, and I, I'm keeping my pad. See this yellow pad? This has become my, my little clutch blanket. And you know what I just got, which hopefully will come today? You guys see it? It keeps popping up on Instagram, and so I just said, you know what? In a moment of weakness, I bought it. The Remarkable, it's the little sketch pad that it's kind of like an iPad you can draw on. Yeah. Yeah, so I picked one up. We'll see, because I constantly do in this. So I have yellow legal pads all around me like a nut job and every one of them's got important information scribbled on the top page and i save like receipts i save the old pages just to remember like what i did i didn't cross off and so this is honestly the i know it's like so archaic but it's how i can stay organized and uh i'm finding a big dip in all my analytics everything is down i mean it could be because i'm out of the city i don't know what it is but I'm trying to figure out ways to reinvent myself. And part of that is just doing just the same old videos that I did in the very beginning. Because every time I put a video out that's like six minutes long and fast, everyone says, ah, classic Duresta. Which to me, I think I've been doing the same thing all along. But I'm going to try and make a, a an effort. Because remember about a year and a half ago, everyone's like, oh, if your video is not 10 minutes long, it's going to just go to the bottom of the algorithm and no one's ever going to see it. But when I do a quicker video under 10 minutes, it seems to perform better. But in general, like my people subscribing to the channel is much lower than it's ever been and people watching videos is much lower than it's ever been. So I'm just trying to figure out ways of reinventing myself. Now, I don't know if that's because, like I said, I'm I'm thinking maybe because I'm not in the city shop, which is, you know, that's never going to happen again. So I have to really figure out a workaround. Yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I'm like Madonna. I got to start wearing like cone bras and dancing in front of everybody. So I'm going to stop doing that, I think. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, you heard it here. <laughs> Next video, <laughs> cone bra. Um, Just so you know, I'm never going to watch any of your videos ever again <laughs> if you do that. <laughs> but you know, the, the one thing I've always done is like if I make it a point to do something, so this is off that topic, now I'm on something else, but the idea, if I make it a point to do something, like for instance, restore this power hammer, it, it might sit there for nearly a half a year, but I will definitely get to it. And I started getting to it this week. And uh, so that's one thing is I always, almost always finish everything I start. And so going into the new year, I just, I actually was just thinking about this and reminding myself before we even talked this morning, and just like, just try and keep my head down and focused on the things I put on my list, my to-do list, long-term to-do list, short-term to-do list, and just try and make cool, new, interesting things. I'm getting a big CNC machine this year, so I'm excited to try and invent some processes I can make on the CNC machine. And uh, I've been talking, I have a a biz behind the scenes business partner in the last six months and discussing ways of bringing in some income. And one thing I I brought up, something I've always wanted to do is make farm tables now that I have room. And and that's in my latest vlog, I talk about it. So I went and I bought a bunch of wood and I bought some materials and either this week or next week, I'm gonna build my first farm table. I'm going to try and start selling more things. I mean, obviously I need the money, but I also don't need them hanging around. I make things and they just sit around. So now in my old age and my 
need for money for the barn, I'm going to start making things and selling them more often. So yeah, that's it. Just uh, try and just try and hustle and make more money and reinvent myself. I mean, I guess that's kind of turned into more of like a New Year's resolution, but hmm. there are a couple of things I'm going to stop doing, but we'll go around the table. Cool. Uh, for me, for starting, I want to... It's it's kind of weird now that I look at this. Um, I have two <laughs> things written down, and they both start with more. And I already <laughs> I already do... I, I don't have a lot of time, so I'm not really sure how I'm going to quite make this happen. But I want to do more types of content. So um, I have another podcast idea that I'd like to do on a regular basis. Um I've got a couple other types of videos. I want to do more behind-the-scenes stuff because some people, not not a lot of people, but some people really enjoy those, and I think it adds a different uh, type of value when people see how things are made rather than just like the the final video, which also shows how something is made, but how the video is made I think gives people an interesting perspective. So I want to do more of that, and that's more of a figuring out how to make the behind the scenes shooting a part of the same workflow. Uh, and now that I've had Josh around for a little while, we've been trying to figure out how to make the behind the scenes shooting just a part of it so that it happens naturally. And then we can decide at the end of a project, like was the behind the scenes for this one worth editing and putting out? Maybe it's not, but a lot of times we'll get halfway through it and go, Oh man, we should be doing behind the scenes for this, but you can't start a story like that halfway through. You got to start it at the beginning. So um, but more behind the scenes, I have more types of shorter content that I want to put in between project videos that I've been thinking about for over a year, and I just haven't ever had time to execute those and get them into the workflow. So I think the big thing that I want to, the big stuff that I want to start doing is start more types of content so that I have a few more varied things that I can lean on. And Really, I don't think any of those things that I'm thinking about are going to bring in any more income. I don't think they're going to... They're just things that I want to do, you know, that just to keep myself not quite so, like, heads down and building a project, moving on, building a project, moving on. Um, like, the podcast thing is I have... I often have things that I want to talk about that don't really make sense here. They don't make sense on this show, just in this, you know, what we talk about. And so... I think just having another a more general venue to be able to like think out loud is part of that. And that's more of like a, that's not to make money. That's more of just me being able to, to think out loud somewhere. So, um, yeah, I think that's what I have for starting. Hmm. Hmm. Well, um, I think everybody wants to have start their sentences off with more, but it's, it's hard to do. There's definitely, I definitely want to do more videos. Um, I know that's not going to happen right away. I, something that I want to start doing is I want to start the next book. And I also want to start doing more uh, digital plans. And I want to make sure that my projects in 2018 are a little bit more unique and not just like an ordinary table or, or whatever. I want them... I need to work on my design aesthetic. If I want to call myself a unique woodworker, I need to start putting pieces out there that that uh, speak my voice. So, yeah, I want. I, I'm worried that YouTube 
might not always be around or it might not be the number one thing or it might change and people might be split between multiple platforms. And so I want to make sure when that does happen down the road that I'm still okay. So I, I, I do want to get more into books and more into digital digital content that is available on my website. Hmm. And um, I've also, uh, I've discussed it in the live stream that I did a, a few weeks ago that I also want to do a podcast and I've been kind of taking notes and it's not a making podcast at all. It's more of like a uh, um, entertainment mind dump of, of things. Um, and I, I have an idea for segments that I want to do. It's, I think what's holding me back is just recording that first one just to see how it goes. And um, so maybe uh, maybe that'll happen down down the road. So we'll see. More is that a is that a solo show? Yeah, that'll be an absolute complete <laughs> solo show. Yeah, edited too. I don't I don't think it'll be like I'm going to record for thirty minutes and then end it. I think it's going to be I'm going to record this little segment now and then I'm going to record this little segment and kind of edit it together into a nice punchy little little thing. Mm, little gotcha. Thing. Yeah. Cool. We'll see. I'm not guaranteeing that. That's just one of yeah. many ideas that I have. You're muted, Jimmy. I was testing you guys again. You passed it. <laughs> you guys are really good. I'm on my toes. I'm on my toes. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say one thing I want to try and do more in the upcoming year is 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 stop. Is I, I I have a hoarder gene, of course. Everybody knows that. So I really want to stay on top of my hoarder, my hoarding tendencies, and scale back and organize. I mean, I have a couple sections of the property. I, I just picture myself in twenty five years with suspenders and a big belly and no t shirt on, and you know, talking to a TV crew with a big long white beard. So that makes me scared. So I have to <laughs> clean up the yard. You know, me like. Uh, surveying my junk in the backyard. So, uh, I was going to say, I mean, that could be, you could use that same outfit for all sorts of different shows. So, you know, <laughs> don't be afraid of the outfit. I mean, Taylor will have left me years earlier. <laughs> um, no, so I, I, I get a little nervous about my hoarding tendencies. And now with the printing press, and I got people offering me giant machines basically for free. I've gotten like five offers for like, hey, this is just sitting here. I, I got an offer. Uh, this is incredible. I don't know if I told you guys this. I got a, a guy somewhere in the world through the fan, through the comments, connected me. Guy's in his 80s. He wants his print shop to go to me because he knows I'll use it. He doesn't want to go oh, to wow. this. And it's in pristine condition. He says, I'm not I'm uh. not doing well healthy. and My health isn't doing well. And I, I don't want my wife to get it because she's just going to part it out. He goes, I want someone that's going to use it. So I'm, there's opportunities like that for me to get stuff. And so I have to... <laughs> I have to... You guys are going to laugh when I say this. I can't believe I'm about to say this. I need to make room for stuff like that. <laughs> for better opportunities to collect junk. So I'm going to really yeah. kind of like be... So it's almost like I'm this terminal where I'm kind of like given the opportunity to curate some of this stuff. And I, I got to be more responsible about like the things I take and, and not be like, oh, you know, because I, I was going to buy this big giant lathe a couple like a year ago. And everyone keeps asking me, did you buy it? Did you buy it? I'm on the fence. I mean, I, I, I've considered calling the guy, but it's not going to be a project that I could restore very easily. I want to kind of focus on things that are already usable, like the couple mm -hmm. of printing presses I just got, so I could immediately jump into them instead of being kind of this long waiting game of getting this thing that has to be completely dismantled and put back together. So I'm going to be more selective with the things that I 
do collect in the future and in, in my so-called collection. I mean, Taylor keeps saying like, wow, you, you know, you're amassing this beautiful collection. We really got to take care of it and, you know, figure out where it's going to go. If ultimately, you know, it ends up going somewhere else outside of our place and, you know, all these machines that I'm slowly getting. And uh, my Skype call was about a TV show about, you know, crazy guy that fixes machines. I don't know what's going to happen with that, but um, so... Hmm. I don't know. So I just got to curate my collection and, and do do a better job with it instead of just taking things and parking them. So that's kind of interesting, though. I mean, and that makes sense. Like as you you collected a lot of stuff over the years just because you had the opportunity to take it, right? And I, I would imagine, like you know, hey, a free bandsaw. Of course, I'm going to take a free bandsaw. Right now, I really have but, to be like, why do I need it? Do I need it? Yeah. If I'm gonna like, if I'm gonna be the terminal that gets it, can I give it to somebody else before it comes to me? I've been trying to do that this week with a couple of things. I'm like, yeah. hey, if, if it's going to go in the dump, let me find somebody for it, and you know. So anyway, so I want to try and be more responsible with what I take. Like I took that truck a couple of years ago when I really had every intention of fixing it. But that was a big lesson for me because I'm like, I don't have time to sit there and tinker with this thing when mm-hmm. I know I could just go and have somebody do it for me. You know, like it's the unique things I really want to focus on, the things that I can't hire somebody else to do in my old age, in my you know limited time. I want to really focus on unique, interesting things instead of... <clears throat> Just something that's kind of run of the mill. So I, I don't know. I'm kind yeah. of meandering my, my thoughts here, but I guess that's that. That would be the point: is just curate my collection more selectively, and not just like, oh, I'll take it. You know, which has been my yeah. mantra my whole life. Oh, that makes that it. makes sense, though. I mean, like, you're, it sounds like you're wanting to focus, like, where you you have limited time. We all have limited time, right? And you're focusing where you want to put it. People ask me about like, why don't you make your own bandsaw or your own whatever? Yeah. And I'm like, waste the time. Why? Like, why would I spend that amount of time to make a thing that I can go buy that's going to work better than what I would make in the first place anyway? Right. And it's the same kind of thing. Like, if, you know, you can you can get these huge chunks of metal that may or may not ever be fixed by you, or you can get, like, a full, pristine print shop that you can This guy has a use. machine. He's going to give me... That's it, amazing. He's going to give me a machine that's 125 years old that is in perfect condition from day one. It's never been restored. He said he yeah, would give it, he, awesome. he's near the Smithsonian, he said he would give it to the Smithsonian, but he thinks they're just going to stick it in a storage room. He said, no one will hmm. ever see it. He says, um, he, he looked at my channel, he goes, you'll use it, he goes, you'll show it off. And that's what he, that's what will make his, you know, warm his heart as, as he, you know, moves on. So, hmm. yeah, I don't know, stop, stop collecting garbage. That's what I'm going to stop doing. <laughs> <laughs> in summation. Yeah. Uh, is it my turn? I think yep. so. For stopping? Okay. Um, I want to stop wasting 30 minutes. <laughs> That's the biggest thing for me, I think. Because I find myself... I, I don't waste a lot of time. I'm usually pretty disciplined about, you know, I have these things to do today. I get right into them. But I have found myself in between things where, like, if I'm waiting on video to render, instead of going and finding a, some, something <clears throat> excuse me, productive to fill... This, this 30 minutes, I'll just sit here on the computer and like flip through Facebook or flip through whatever, go through the same tabs that I have open all the time and just like kind of, you know, just kind of check in everywhere. And no matter what the intention is or no matter how many things I'm looking at, it's always 20 or 30 minutes just blown. And then when I look back at my eight, nine hour day and I have one or even two of those 30-minute gaps that have just it's just wasted time. I'm like, man, that's a huge percentage of the day that I was just totally unproductive. And it wasn't like I was doing something fun that I enjoy. You know, I mean, go play guitar for 30 minutes. That's maybe unproductive, but at least it would be enjoyable. But sitting here flipping through random stuff and, like, 
unsubscribing to emails and you know just like <laughs> it's just it's just garbage time um and it happens a lot and it's not something i'm aware of until after it's already passed and so like i'm trying to be more conscious of that so that i can stop wasting those chunks of time exactly to that point last night i was i found myself in the afternoon taylor went to the horse and i'm in the home alone and i just started watching one video after another like one video led to another and i'm like what am i doing and I went out to the shop, and I just started cleaning the shop in the backyard. And now that I have this other shop, I really never took the time to curate the little shop in the back and say, like, I don't need five sanders here. They can go to the big shop. I don't need this here. They can go to the big shop. I don't need slabs of wood leaning on the wall here. They can go to the big shop. So last night I did that, and the whole entire time I'm, like, sweeping the floor and cleaning up and organizing stuff. I'm saying to myself, wow, I'm glad I'm not sitting inside staring at the phone. And it's that 30 minutes yeah. of, like, wasted time that, that, you know, gets you every now and again. You're like... Oh, let me see. This old Tony put up a new video. Let me watch it. And then that leads to like another video and another video. And then like all of a sudden, 25 minutes went by. Yeah. I have narrowed my YouTube. I mean, I've never put a whole lot of time into watching YouTube because it's just, you know, those 15 minute videos stack up. But I've narrowed it down. Mine are going to be six now. So you can watch. (laughs) Sweet. Um, I've narrowed it down to where I watch them. I watch YouTube when I run in the morning. I'm trying to run four days a week now on the treadmill. It's too cold to run outside. So I run on the treadmill with the TV in front of me, and I'm actually keeping up with, you know, like Alex Steele videos. I love his videos. I totally enjoy them. They're long, and they're every single day. And the only way that I could watch more than one, maybe two a week, is to do it while I'm doing something else. And so, mm-hmm. like, the running uh, on the treadmill and sitting down on the TV, uh, in front of the TV at night, like right before bed... I watch one or two maybe with my wife, but that's my YouTube time. And I've like compartmentalized it to that so that during my day, I'm not tempted to like, oh, well, I'll just see what's in my subscription feed. It's like that, that's a morning and a night thing. And that seems to help not waste time. It's not waste, but to spend that time there. Um, So anyway, wasting 30 minutes is a big thing. The other thing I wrote down is stop stressing myself out over my self-imposed schedule that nobody else in the world cares about. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> because I've been thinking about that, Bob. Yeah. yeah. Have you? Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> but see, if you think about it, that means I was wrong that nobody else thought about it. And that's... No. Um, I mean, I've, I've just tried really hard over this last year to... Over the last two years, maybe, to stick to a weekly video schedule and i know i've talked about this before so i don't want to like dredge it up again but you know part of moving i took a couple weeks off here and there um but the biggest thing is that i find myself avoiding projects that i really care about and that i'm really interested in doing because i know they're going to take too long and i end up like well i'll do that at some point and it just gets pushed down the road Mm -hmm. because i've got to come up with something that's reasonable to do in the next two or three days so that i can get back on schedule and then i keep thinking well if i get I do a bunch of short ones, then I can build up a lead time, and then I can put that lead time towards building something bigger. But the fact of the matter is, that's only going to work once. Then I'm going to be back to, I have to make something for next week. And so I'm always going to be chasing this, like, this, I've got to get something done right now so that I can do something bigger later. Yeah. And that's, yeah, I've kind of let go of that much, pressure. If it's something ready to yeah. go, it's ready to go. That's, I mean, yeah. that's so. If it's not ready, then. You know, I have the luxury of putting up a repeat or something from a different channel, but you know, it's it, it's but, funny. I started doing the vlogs. Everyone's like, "Oh, you don't make anything anymore." I'm like, "No, I I would just this would have been just emptiness <laughs> because yeah, I had right. no, no projects ready." Yeah, so that that's a big thing is, and I think part of it also is looking at long term stamina as far as like 
I'm not, I don't feel old yet, but eventually I'm going to get to a point to where like, I don't want to have to work all the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, I try to balance my time from when I work and when I don't work and with my family and all that stuff. It's not like I'm working all the time, but I can see down the road that I'm not going to want to just be chasing this. Like I got to create something every week for the sake of creating something indefinitely. Eventually I'm going to want to be like, I want to make an R2D2. And I know that's dumb to some people, but it's a huge thing with a bunch of components that I'm really interested in. And I want to do that. But that's going to take a huge amount of time. You should always have that, like, like I have my power hammer, for instance, because I've been blogging about it. But you, you should always have, like, you know, an ongoing thing in the background that you work on a couple hours a week, or you know, yeah, yeah. A few and hours I think a that's month. that's where I'm that's where I'm heading. Yeah, you know, it's trying to get some of that stuff going. Like my uh, the armor for the shore trooper that I started building like yeah. a year ago. That's right. been my kind of thing. Right. But I think there's like still something about like the things that you're really interested in having to push them aside. Even, you know, to do a couple hours a week so that you can do things to fill the gap, to fill space and to be productive and to make income like that still feels a little like unsustainable. Eventually, I'm going to have to get or I'd like to get to a point to where I can just say, like, this is the thing that's really interesting to me right now. I'm going to do it until it's done and then put out the video and then go to the next thing that I really care about and I want to do. And I think part of that is comes back to me getting in the habit of letting myself off the hook. And I'm pretty sure I said this last year too, but letting myself off the hook about feeling that I have to be as productive as I am all the time. It's mm. not realistic to maintain, you know? So, and I know I've asked people, I've asked viewers, I've asked Patreon people, nobody else cares. This is just me putting the pressure on myself. I'm fully aware of that. Um, but that's just how I naturally am. So, Part of my next year is going to be trying to stop myself from putting that stress onto myself. Mm. So. I recently yeah. reduced all my Patreon rewards and got rid of the things that were causing me a lot of stress and those mm. the, those little deadlines. So um, on my personal Patreon, I got rid of the, um, the Skype calls and a, a few of the other higher-end rewards and wrote a letter to everybody saying, hey... I know this is going to mean less income for me, but it's going to take the stress off. It's going to take the pressure off, and I can go back to doing what I want. And everybody was just like, of course, we're here to support you. Do what you want to do. And I'm like, so it was one of those things. Like, I'm just putting this pressure on me, and I, it doesn't need to be there. So, yeah. You know, when I've had a few things like that over the last few years where I've I've needed to make a change, and I've always gone to the Patreon supporters on my personal one and said, like, look, I know this may make you angry or that you may not be happy with this, but here's what I need. And every single time, it's it's been that same response. We just want to support you. Like, <laughs> yeah. who cares? Like, that's fine. Do whatever you need to do, and that, which is awesome. So I'm going to take advantage of this really interesting segue and thank our Patreon supporters. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Um, especially Make, Build, Modify. We're not done with the show, but I just want to throw this in here because we're already talking about Patreon. Make, Build, Modify. Michael Schubert works by Solo, Malton Make, Corey Ward, Evan and Caitlin, and Wise Old Dow, plus everybody else. We have a bunch of new patrons this week, uh, people that have signed up, which is really fantastic. So I want to say thanks to all of them uh, who support us, this show, at any level because it's amazing. Um, and also, when we talked last week about the Patreon stuff, about how they were adding the fees and everything, and in between us recording that show and releasing that show, they came out and said, okay, we hear you, we're not going to make these fee changes. So there's 
of course, you know, cynicism that says, well, they're just bowing to like their shareholders and they're, you know, they're just bowing to this and they're just whatever. They made the right choice by turning it around, I think. And I honestly, whether people agree or not, I do think that the Patreon uh, people that run that company honestly care about us and other creators being able to do what they want for a living. And so I think uh, that's their main goal. But anyway, I applaud them for reversing that. All right. I'm going to talk about Patreon for a second, and I have a good transition into what I'm going to stop doing here. So, Fantastic. I made a mistake with the uh, the Patreon uh, extra show content feed this week, where I accidentally exported the extra show at double the speed. And I apologize. <laughs> I fixed that. But I, I got a few Gonna messages. Stop exporting things at double speed. <laughs> Yeah, I got a few messages saying, I'm not sure if it's my phone or, or what, but something's weird. And um, the reason that happened is I'm going to defend myself. Um, my, my my poor grandma, she fell and broke her leg, and she had oh to have her knee God. replaced last week. And so oh I, uh, I was – she's okay. She's she's perfectly fine. This is not a good excuse. Uh, but uh, she's perfectly fine. But I, I um, tried to go visit her every day and when we're done with this podcast i'm gonna go visit her again um but logic where we where i edit the podcast has an option of listening to it in double speed so i was listening to the extra in double speed so i could hurry up and get that done and then get out of the house to go visit poor old grandma and i forgot to put it back to normal speed exported it out and then i was gone for like the rest of the day and i'm getting all these messages and i'm like i can't do anything there's nothing i can do um so i'm sorry what won't happen again maybe it will maybe it won't yeah, but that's okay if it does what i'm going to do is i'm going to stop defending myself so much good <laughs> yes um and stop justifying all my decisions to everybody. I, I need to mm. focus less on on that negative stuff. I I want to if I choose to use this joinery method, I don't need to justify that. I don't need to. I don't need to say, oh, I'm using this expensive tool because whatever. I'm just going to do that, and mm. you can like it or not like it. And uh, if you don't like it, I'm going to stop responding to you, or at least I'm going to try. It's so hard. It's so hard. Yeah. Um. And I, I find myself um, at the end of my videos trying to justify why I made this decision, why I did this to my shop, why I have this there. And I, I don't think I need a reason for everything. I, I think I can just do things because I want to. And this is, this is my, my thing. This is how I make things. This is the environment. I want to make those things. And I want to focus more on, on the, the creativity. So stop overlooking the good comments to respond to the bad comments. That's, mm. that's a big thing. And I don't know why it's so hard. Can somebody tell me why it's so hard to do that? It's so funny. I, uh, this morning, I, I talk with, you guys know Adam Booth, the, the machinist. He and I have been talking lately. I'm going to do some uh, signage for him. I'm really looking forward to doing a video. We're going to do a little collaboration. I'm going to make some signage for him. So we've been talking. And this week, he poured his concrete for his new little garage he's making in his backyard of his house. And I poured the concrete in my, my workshop. I didn't do it. We, I hired somebody, and so did he. And the comments, he said, we talked yesterday. He goes, oh, my God, wait till you see the comments on your concrete thing. Because it's crazy, because he poured his during the week. His video has been up. Mine just went up this morning. And 
right away, this morning I opened my phone, I was like kind of anxious, and right away there's a whole dialogue going on. Why didn't I do this? Why didn't I do that? How am I going to put the power hammer on a four-inch thick floor? And, oh, my God. So I, I started, and I'm like, why am I, just let these, let these guys just have a conversation amongst themselves. And I just, I bowed out of, a, I did answer one or two simple ones, but I bowed out of the more complex ones. I'm like, you know what? This guy's right. He's right in his world. I'm never going to change it. So let him be right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I have a hard time with that too, to be honest. It's, and I, I think maybe it's because we do something. Everybody does things the way that they want to do them, the, the most natural way, the way that you think's best. You do that thing, and if you're doing it by yourself in your house, um, you just do it. But we do that, and then we put it out and take. We have one output that takes literally hundreds of thousands of inputs from the other side and you have all of these people who have an opinion but if it was one-on-one that's no big deal but we're in this like weird reverse funnel where we have all this input and i think it masses up at least for me it masses up and so i feel like well people have asked about like why i did this you know 10 times or 20 times and like that's enough for me to want to respond to it and start to try to feel like defensive and yeah it's not it's not a justification i think that's just like you get a uh, a really imbalanced amount of input for the output mm. when you when you broadcast to a lot of people, and I'm sure you know like every actor who's ever been on a movie or TV, they get that same thing. Every musician who's ever put out an album that's gone to a bunch of people gets that same thing. It's not you know unique to us or anything, but I think when you have a platform that reaches a huge amount of people, you get an imbalanced amount of response to stuff that you feel like you have to justify. I could be wrong about that. Hmm. Um, all right, what's the next? Did we? What is that gonna, all of them? Uh, what are you going to continue do to do? Oh, yeah, yeah, Jimmy. What am I going to continue to do? Um, try and come up with unique, unusual content. And I find the me tinkering alone in the shop, which I spent quite a bit of yesterday doing, is the most enjoyable time for me. And it's when I come up with sort of the out of the box thinking. And that's definitely what I'm going to continue to do is just try and do those little quirky things like, like my star keys and you know, stuff like that. My buddy, my buddy Jeff visited me this week and brought me a bunch of uh, dog tags for my dog tag machine. So Jeff, thank you for that. They, we talked a little bit, but they, they work perfect. You have, a, you have a dog tag machine? Yeah. Oh, I, Pachito, I thought you were going to do another spit take. You turned your head. No. Up you were gonna no. <laughs> <laughs> that was a one time only. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you gotta go, go watch my video a couple of weeks ago. I put up a video of like my hundred thousand, my one one point one hundred thousand video, one point one million that is of. Uh, <laughs> Let's make that clear. Collection, <laughs> my collection of, of machines that make type, and so I have a dog tag machine oh, that I okay. bought a couple years ago, and uh, it, it needs slight restoration, but it works. It works. It's just kind of there's a couple things about it, like springs are deteriorating and stuff, but it works. So my dog tag machine, I have this thing that punches stencils from the turn of the century and this other machine that cancels checks and it puts the word canceled throughout the whole check. Anyway, so go look at that. You'll find that interesting. So um, just that time tinkering last night and understanding how that machine worked, you know, I'm just going to keep doing more of that because that'll inspire some interesting something down the road. Uh, I, I must I, 100% been thinking about the idea that the competition now on YouTube is incredible with someone like Alex Steele, who's insanely talented, uh, Liam Hoffman, insanely talented. Some of the knife makers are incredibly talented. 
I can't compete. I mean, I just I just don't have the skill set. But the one skill set I do have is out of the box thinking and bringing the playfulness to the things I do. Uh, obviously, client work is just going to keep coming in. And how can I focus what I'm good at and and get the most out of it? You know, honestly, I look at some of these guys that are coming out, and I'm like, it, it, wow, there's no way I could do what they do as beautifully as they do it. And then I got to think to myself, you know, we're all in slight competition here. I got to think, how can I compete with that audience? I'm not going to make a hatchet. I'm not going to make an axe that's nearly as sexy as Liam's or, or, or you know, what those guys can do. So I really got to think out of the box. How can I do what I can do in my world and inspire people in the same limited conditions, you know, without hydraulic presses and forges and stuff to do something either similar or or how can i inspire somebody with like a you know a set of keys i'm just thinking of my my past examples to do something interesting and clever and fun and get them to think out of the box or get them to to be inspired to do whatever it is they've been afraid to do so i mean i think that's my special unfair what do you call it unfair advantage yeah so i just have to take more control of that and exploit that more you know exploit my own personal unfair advantage instead of feeling like i need to to make uh you know do blacksmithing as well as these guys or or cabinetry as well as that guy you know it's like i can make beautiful cabinetry all day long but i would be bored so how can i do it that's more fun for me and more interesting and you know people come to me for the quirky weirdness and how can i just do that more often yeah i mean on that kind of i don't know it just I thought about this a second ago when you said that. It's I'm, I just looked up that in 2017, it says that there are 1.3 billion people who use YouTube. And I know that there are certain things where we feel like there's a, a competition because of just the mass of people who are creating content. But if you think about it, there's 1.3 potential billion viewers. Right. <laughs> There are enough people to watch all of us. So that has nothing to do with what you just said. But I just thought about like, mm-hmm. oh, I wonder like, you know, wh- what's our total number of, of eyeballs that we are working with here? Well, I mean, you know, like amongst our amongst our viewers. And that, that that's like a swarm of bees that's always growing, honestly. I mean, yeah, the, the, you yeah. know, the eyeballs that watch us. And like I said, I've seen my analytics are dropping a little bit or a lot of bit. And I'm like, what what can I do? What Like, how did I get to where I am? How can I look and see like got me where I am and just try and take more advantage of you know classic Doresta whatever people want to call it and try and take more advantage of that classic Doresta yeah <laughs> I'm that old <laughs> not being called classic <laughs> like remember when VH1 had a regular channel and then an old version of itself a place to play repeats that's what I need classic Doresta <laughs> YouTube channel all right, now we need here's some homework for you people. Somebody take a Coca Cola can that says Coca Cola Classic, replace Ooh. replace Coca Cola with Doresta. So we have Doresta Classic. Right. Oh God! And then we can have Doresta New. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. New New Doresta. And then everyone's gonna complain about it. You've changed. Get Doresta Zero. Diet Doresta. <laughs> That's where we're headed. Cherry Doresta, Doresta Zero. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of absolutely no calories, absolutely zero viewers. <laughs> uh all right is it me yep yeah for continue i want to continue to evolve um i don't i don't know if people recognize it or not but i try have always tried to do something different something new at a really tiny level on every single video 
And so instead of being like, now my videos are going to look like this and I'm going to change my color palette and I'm going to change my, you know, like making a big shift, which I think there's totally good reasons to do that. But I've always been of the approach of like incremental change, really small changes over time so that people watching don't really realize that stuff is getting better. But they realize it when they go back and they watch a video from like a year ago or two years ago or three years ago. And they're like, man, those are awful compared to what you're doing now. And I'm like, great, fantastic. So I want to continue to find ways to evolve the quality and the storytelling. Cause I think getting someone to follow along naturally with what I'm trying to show them, it takes a lot of effort sometimes. And that's something I want to get better at. And to enable that, uh, I want to learn, continue to learn new things. Like that's just a big part of who I am. I always like to learn new stuff. But I, part of that is I'm for this next year. I'm going to try to funnel that learning time into uh, stuff that's maybe less obvious, like uh, cinematography, lighting, uh, just running camera and like the mechanics of a camera, the mechanics of audio re- recording. That stuff that like I can't immediately show off that like hey I'm this is gonna look better because of this course that I took, but I need to get some of that knowledge into me so that I can justify whether this you know lighting makes sense or maybe it makes things faster to produce I don't know but I want to try to take some of the behind the scenes learning stuff that will make the in front of scenes <laughs> stuff I don't know how to say that behind the scenes learning that will make the actual visual visible production better. Um, and I still want to continue to just go down the route of being able to having the basic skills and the basic knowledge to create whatever I feel like creating at any time. That's like a long-term goal. Hmm. That's me. I want to continue doing things for the right reasons. So I have learned that, um, I'm not making videos and online content to make all kinds of money, I am doing it because it's what I'm passionate about. And the fact that I'm fortunate enough to do this for a living is a byproduct of that. And so I am going to continue following my passion. And if if uh, something changes, if my passion about woodworking or making video changes, I'm going to transition it into something else. And I'm going to follow what I think I should be doing and that's not so don't worry i'm nothing's going to change anytime soon because i love what i'm doing so i'm just going to continue doing things for the right reasons and uh it's a, it's one of those things um why i i don't say buy my books every episode or buy my plans every single episode i try not to be too markety marketing-ish you know i i, I want it i want people to to like me and and uh, be inspired by me and man i'm just really lucky to do this for a living it's crazy totally agree happy new year yeah um speaking of happy new year this is gonna be our last show for the year right i think so Mm -hmm. next next monday is uh is christmas Mm. yeah Mm. and then we'll just like take the time for the rest of the year so we'll be back uh, in January, early January, <clears throat> but show's not over yet. What have you guys been watching? Anything cool? Yeah, Laura Kampf has done this this tiny house trailer series on her YouTube channel, and she has moved into it, and it's so cool. 
I I'm just really into it, and I know we've talked about her plenty of times in the past, but we need to continue talking about her because she's doing really cool stuff. Yeah, totally agree. Sweet. You know what? <laughs> you know what I've been watching. Taylor and I started finding clips of it online. I'm gonna talk about two quick things. Um, is the Amy Sedaris show? <laughs> have you guys been watching it i've seen clips yeah, it, it's pretty funny it is amy sedaris is just a hugely funny comedian she's been around for a long time and she has a show now it's on true tv which is so odd because the tv business is scrambling to try and make a to make a, a you know to, to get it to get ahead anyway true tv is putting on a comedy craft show but that's what it is it's a comedy craft show and you know the humor is kind of is is the priority but she does these ridiculous crafts which are pointless she's almost kind of mocking uh uh what is her name the queen of uh, everything craft martha, martha, martha stewart. stewart yeah she's kind of mocking martha stewart and also like her southern neighbor she has a woman that takes over for her when she's not around i forget her name but it's really funny she's like a big southern woman she makes all. She does a lot of the characters. But anyway, so check out the Amy Sedaris show. If you don't have mm. True TV, I just found clips of it on YouTube. I haven't even seen a full episode beginning to back, but I've watched a lot of clips just because it keeps making us laugh. And uh, the other thing, I'm going to talk about Tom's Tool Room. Uh, uh, Tom's Tool Room. He doesn't have a, a hugely. Uh, you know, he doesn't have a channel that he constantly curates and does stuff with but his instagram he's got some stuff and the reason i bring him up is he's making the prototypes the production prototypes for the knuckle duster and i haven't really talked about it until now because just in the last couple days he he's been posting some pictures i told him go for it do whatever you want there's no secrets the knuckle duster tom is i'm going to do a pre-sale of 100 of them so but tom is actually doing the production on them very similar to the way this old tony made them but he's got to think in terms of making several of them so he's got jigs and rigs and so go look at Tom's Tool Room on Instagram. I'll send you guys the link to post it because it might not be called that. But that's his YouTube channel. Anyway, so Tom's Tool Room is working on the Knuckle Duster and you could watch his progress on it. And then eventually I'll get some samples in hand and I'll decide what to do then. Because it is it's going to be expensive because it is expensive to make and it's complicated. So we'll see. Sweet. Awesome. Um, so mine is Star Wars related, of course, but it's not about the new movie. It's a really interesting video from Rocket Jump. Uh, if you're familiar with Rocket Jump, they it's Freddie Wong's, Freddie W's uh, channel where he's been on YouTube for a long time doing visual effects and all this stuff. Well, they have a new-ish series about um, how movies are made. I can't remember what the name of the series is. But anyway, the video is called How Star Wars Was Saved in the Edit. And it's really interesting because it's about the original Star Wars movie and about... It's a collection of old clips and old edit information of the original edit and how bad it was and how he had a team, George Lucas had a team of people that kind of came in and said, like, this doesn't work and here's why. And so they reshot certain things or they recut certain things in the edit to make the story flow better and make sense. And so for anybody that's into storytelling, especially like fictional storytelling, I think it's really interesting to see how you can take basically the same footage and reorder and re-edit it to get a different flow and a different attention to it. Um, so anybody that's into you know video production, it might be interesting. Whether it, it really, it's not about Star Wars so much as editing. Um, so mm. put that in there. It was pretty good, and it's it's like fifteen or sixteen minutes long. Not too bad. Cool. You guys, got anything else? That's it. Look forward to my stage performance with my Cohen bra. It's coming <laughs> in the new year. 
No. <sighs> I'm going to start getting plastic surgery, too. So. Oh, yeah. Look forward to Go my for facelift. It. Okay. I think you look good now. Yeah? No, no, I just need a little... Just a little like, see, okay. watch. See how I look now? Now that looks better, right? See this? Oh, this oh yeah. Oh, yeah. See that? Beard, yeah. beard lift. Yeah. yeah. I, see, no, no. Look how old I look now. Let's see how much younger I look when I do it. <laughs> oh, it's like 10 years. Just goes away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if anybody wants to know what I'm doing, I'm pulling about one millimeter up on my cheek. I've been around women when they go, no, no, no. I just need this. You see that? You see how much better I look? See? That's it right there. That's all I need. <laughs> And they come back looking like they have saran wrap on their face. <laughs> anyway, no judging. Um, yeah. Thank you, everybody listening uh, for this last year, for yeah. listening to the show and hanging out with us and yeah. uh, watching the videos and everything. And I hope everybody has a wonderful holiday season. No matter what you're doing, where you are, be safe and enjoy yourself. Spend time with the family and friends and everything. And guess we'll see everybody next year just a little word of advice for anybody wanting to do a new year's resolution just get outside your comfort zone that's how you grow that's how you learn mm-hmm. pardon any wisdom get outside your comfort zone slightly <laughs> <laughs> slightly love you guys thank you cool